Hello, Casey Jean. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I like to give you a new name. I know it's Danielle Casey. Jeremiah Schneider. <laughs> Casey Jane. Casey Jane. Get back up on the porch. There's a storm coming, Casey Jane. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. No, it feels so right. It does feel right. You could have been a Casey Jean in another life. Well, my family growing up, it was like one name. It's Casey Rose. Just one. That's one long name. And I was like Sarah Jessica. Oh, I, SJP. And you're just CRW. CR Dubs. CR Dubs. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, How are you? Oh, Danielle. I'm great. I just came off of doing some some press for, and I hate to say it, another podcast uh, that I'm, uh, I know. I'm just, uh, I know. This is how I find out. I know. It's so, it's so tough. It's so very tough. But all I'll say is it's a limited series, Danielle. It's just uh, six. Okay, so for a limited cheating on me. Okay. <laughs> six episodes. I love how I've come in like the side door to promote this, but I genuinely was just doing Drew Barrymore's first podcast. And in all seriousness, she said, <laughs> I love Danielle several times. So I feel like we've, we're so fully out of that strange space. It feels right that we're there. I mean, do I feel like I've pressured her into it by no. literally crying on a podcast and having people having to beg her to come on the show? Of course. but no. And celebrity friends that had to text her. But no, yeah, it was so it, natural and easy and it was great. I loved hearing it. I would like to say, I hope the next time... You and I go to New York, which I hope will be soon. We could go out for like a drink or a, a slice me. of pizza with her. You know, I just know. something. When two spirits become one. It- yeah, when two becomes one. <laughs> Speaking of me singing right now, I had a treat last night. What? A treat of all treats. Go. I went to the Chicks concert. Well, formerly the Dixie Chicks, now the Chicks. Danielle. The Chicks. <laughs> The chicks, thank you. <laughs> Just saying formerly. Sometimes yeah. people don't know that they Artists changed. Artists formerly known as. Artists formerly known as. And guys, what a concert. What a life-affirming evening. Just great songs. Their new album is fucking amazing. It's all about basically her husband, Natalie Maine's husband, cheating on her. Can't wait. Finding another woman's tights on her boat. Guys. So there's drama in every song. And I saw so many lovely Bitch Sesh listeners there. Wow. I was so excited to see them. Some of them even said that they were coming to our Largo show. Plug! Wow. Now, you sent me a photo from the night, Danielle, in which, you know, your your legs, it was from the, it was, the, <laughs> a photo was of your legs in the chair in front of you. And I couldn't help but notice your legs were dangerously close to the seat in front of you. Almost as if you hadn't learned your lesson. (laughs) Sometimes I fly too close to the sun, Casey. The sun meaning the seat. Because all this time I've been on your, I've been on your side. Yeah. But I will say for someone who's not like, I wouldn't say you're extremely tall. But Casey, as I've said, I'm all legs. Yeah. I felt your legs were akimbo. Yeah, they were, and I can't control them. And guess what? When they're playing Goodbye Earl, am I supposed to control those legs? No, you're not. But all I'll say is I wouldn't be surprised if you got another little tap, tap, tap. Well, I feel like it was the right concert for my legs to be, yeah. you know, bopping and bopping all around. Because everybody— At the chicks, they're cool with it. They're ch- I mean, I don't know. At Mary Chapin Carpenter, you would have assumed. But these people, we got all age. I'm seeing just our people. You know, so I felt like it would have been understood. Even though I was nervous, I forgot all about my troubles, forgot all about my legs, and I don't know what happened. I lost 
space and time. Seems like it was healing from our last concert experience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> Nobody healing. yelled at me. But what a concert. It was so wow. great seeing so many bitch sesh people there. And I love it. It was it was super fun. I saw a show too this last weekend, Danielle. What did you see? In one Las Vegas, one pit of hell. <laughs> Tell us about that. Casey. Well, June and Matt and I and our friend Juliet Levy, who's the best ever. So we go to Vegas and I got to get Matt on here at some point to tell what happened. But long story short, we're having a blast. Now it was 115 degree heat and we wondered why no one was kind of like at the hotel. You know, and we've made this mistake before too with Palm Springs where like we've gone at the wrong time of year, but that's neither here nor there. So we had gotten upgraded somehow. Juliet got us upgraded to like a two bedroom suite. And when we walk in, it was like, I mean, we were screaming, jumping all around, running all around. It was there was a living room, Danielle. There was a dining room. There was a kitchen. Much like the housewives when they get a great suite. Yes. Like just the excitement. And you know, of course, I was sleeping in my own room down the hall. Very Ramona of you. No, I need to, you know, un- yeah. kind of re, what do you call it? Pull yourself together. And then the next night, Vegas turned on us so hard and we found the dining room to be haunted. You can't stay a second night. You can't. You can't stay. A June was like the demons are out. The ghouls have attached themselves to us, and we were all being brought asunder <laughs> by the energy of that dark city. Yeah, I mean Vegas is a one night town, and when you stay any longer, the darkness descends. I had to be there for a week when we were filming Hot Wives of Vegas, and I saw the dark underbelly. Nothing specific, just... Oh, I got some specific. I just saw the seams, the stains, the, you know, like the stains on the carpet. Someone the, was saying to me, it's the energy there is so tough. It's almost like you're being compressed on both ends energetically because you've got like new horrors happening and like ancient horrors have happened there. I, there's a lot of, you know, exploitation going uh, on in Vegas. Again. And so sometimes, and I just remember an image that I had. I was at the Tropicana Hotel, which I believe, you know, back in the days of the Rat Pack. Sure. Was quite the, you know, the place to be seen and see, right? right. But I saw um, these <laughs> waitresses. and Oh, oh no. And okay. these cocktail waitresses, and they had just sort of like, you could see they sort of got old in their cocktail outfits. You know what I mean? Like they, back in the heyday, they had really been something, but like time and energy and all it had. So like just wilted bosoms and like, you know, just like attached that like just the, the their backs giving out within, like they had just aged into the outfits and they were now like stuck to them, like permanently it seemed. And it was a darker <sighs> image for me. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I end with that. <laughs> uh, but then we get on the airplane, and who should we see as we're walking, kind of like onto the tarmac with everyone? But a gal with a little little dachshund, a little gal named Debbie Gibson. No! Oh my God! Yeah, <gasps> we were like, we're back in the light. Debbie Gibson, Deborah Gibson. For just a, a second, I thought you said her her dog was named Debbie Gibson. <laughs> That was like the name of her dog. No, Danielle. That it was the Deborah. <laughs> no, but now I'm understanding. No, I but for just just one second I thought you were saying there was a woman and her dog was named Deb. But that would have been <laughs> fine too. Like we needed and and we forced her to take a selfie with us on like the tarmac while like everyone's hair is like blowing crazy. And she was so kind and sweet. I uh, loved it was, her so it, was, it, much. it brought us out of the darkness, you know? But then I look so bad in the photo, I sent it to Clayton and he put lipstick on me. <laughs> oh, Danielle, it's been a time. 
And you know, Danielle, I've been struggling recently with some sound issues again today. What happened? But I did not have the full updated version of Instagram and I finally got it. Um, So, you know, the podcast, Fed Up, is um, a Wondery podcast. It's a (gasps) six-part series. It's number one of all podcasts. And it has been for two days, Danielle. And I'm just urging everyone to listen because it's housewives adjacent. It's true crime adjacent. It is about two, a dietitian, an Upper East Side rich dietitian who fights with an influencer during the pandemic and their fight goes viral. It's the most insane story, lawsuits, craziness. And it's all about fiber, Danielle. It starts with fiber. Well, I have to say, right before our podcast, I listened to the intro and I am riveted, Casey. Just hearing these women talk about, and then they have that first initial meeting I got to. Oh my God. I'm like, I cannot wait. This is going to be my listen. I mean, Danielle, you know, it's called Fed Up and I'm just going to play that little, just that little teaser right now. And then we're going to come back with our guest, Sarah Sherman, who we've already taped her portion. When I tell you, you must listen to the end when she challenges Danielle and I to play the game of a lifetime, which is which housewife has it. And it is an explosive game. Yeah. I love it so much. I could play it all the time. And it, I was literally like tears out of my eyes. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Um, so here is a teaser for Fed Up, which is out now on Wondery and wherever you get podcasts. I hope you enjoy it. And then please stick around. We've got Sarah Sherman of SNL. Everything was going so well for Tanya Zuckerbrot. For over two decades, her high fiber diet plan had brought her fame and fortune. She had a nice house, nice husband, nice vacations. And she shared it all with her thousands of Instagram followers. But when rumors start spreading that Tanya's diet is hurting people, one follower can't help but get involved. I didn't realize, like, I was about to step in shit. And it all begins with fiber. You are a powder-pushing, money-hungry, disgusting, gaslighting, greedy woman. People were talking about these side effects, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, wait a second, maybe there's, like, a lot more to this than I realized. I'm Casey Wilson. Follow Fed Up on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening now. Or you can listen to new episodes early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. During this time of year, the last thing you want to do is be standing over a hot stove in the kitchen. I mean, it's the last thing I ever want to do. Escape the heat with a daily harvest. Now, I myself have been a daily harvest devotee for years. I await that box, that frozen box of all my smoothies, my flatbreads. Now they've got little bites. I'm obsessed with daily harvest. I mean, the mint cacao. I can go on and on and on and on. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food, smoothies. They they have anything that you could want, and it's all farm to frozen, locks in peak nutrients and flavor. There's so many different options you can pick. You can like augment your order and just say, I don't want that much right now. I want this much right now. Daily Harvest supports farmers to invest in practices that increase biodiversity and improve the health of our soil. And their food is delivered in recyclable and compostable packaging. Having these smoothies in my freezer can just keep me on track when I just need something quick that's nutritious that I'm not going to feel terribly about. I'm telling you guys, their mint cacao smoothie tastes like a shamrock shake from McDonald's. It just does. It's that good. And it's good for you. That's the highest compliment I could ever pay a food. Please know. I'm obsessed. Escape the heat this season with Daily Harvest. 
Go to dailyharvest.com slash housewives to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash housewives for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash housewives. Oh, Danielle. We have a guest that I am so in love with her on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, I, I, I she's electrifying. I'm sorry, but she's electrifying on the screen and everybody needs to hear it and they need to wrap their minds around it. And they already have. And I'm just so excited that a woman, a person, a human with a talent like this, like will get down in the garbage. I'm always like so excited when someone who I think is like, like a genius, you know what I mean? Like she would never get down in the garbage with us. Like she's too elevated for us. Like she's a com- like she's yeah, not even there. Yeah, her comedy is like too comedy. edgy to be here, but yes. I so appreciate it. And I'm like, maybe you'll dumb it down for us and pull some of the avant-garde kind of references and things that you're just so, she's so spectacular. And I, I couldn't be more excited to welcome Sarah Sherman onto our podcast. She's professionally known as Sarah Squirm. She's a comedian, actor, screenwriter, and she's got a show that she's going to tell us about that she's touring with. At Edinburgh. Uh, yes. I mean, that's a fucking, again, we're talking about Elevated. We're talking about Europe. We're talking about, that's right. Yeah, this is like big stuff. Like, this is where the greats come from. This that's is right. Kenneth Branagh, you know, mm-hmm. Ville. Like, that's this right. isn't, so let's bring her to the stage. Sarah Sherman, <laughs> welcome. It's an honor to be here. An absolute honor. <laughs> I, I love you so much on SNL. Like your when you first came out on Weekend Update, doing that bit with Colin. Uh, how did you come up with that? I, literally, it's like so easy to make fun of him. So it seems <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I do is make fun of him, and then it's it's so easy. It's right there. It's not even a it's not even a good idea. Everybody has that idea. And he and he's sitting there laughing the whole time. Can you believe it? He's such a doll. <laughs> but you have to, when he looks like that, he has to take his knocks, I guess. He has know? to take, and he does. He's sitting, I'm being mean to him. He's sitting there laughing at all the jokes. That's the only reason it works, I think. Is he's yes. sitting there laughing his ass off like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a yeah. fucking idiot sitting there <laughs> laughing. Um you're just so funny. And oh my gosh. And then you play the, the Six Flags guy. And, oh my God. That is so fucking funny. It's so deranged and amazing. And are you having a good time on the show? What's your experience of it? I'm literally having the time. I can't believe how much fun I'm having. I think I was like, when I got hired, I was like, oh my God. What could, what on earth were they thinking? Or what could this be? even possibly be. And I was like, oh, it's fun. It's something new every... It's good for like people with like ADD or something. It's something new every week. You never have to like pay attention to one thing for longer than two days or something. You just move it right along. I like that. I don't like... I don't have any attention span, which is... I I feel like... And again, I... I, I, That's the most at peace I've heard anyone answer that question. Like... Maybe because my experience was so fraught that I'm like, God, you have such a great attitude. I love it. And it comes through. You're just awesome on the show. I feel like it's like there's a lot of horror stories, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it a laugh riot. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And it's incredible to be there. With all that going on at SNL, how do you have time for the most important things in life, like the housewives? You know, like how do you make them a priority as I assume you do? Yeah. You know, and thank you so much for saying that because, yeah. you know, I moved to New York City um, last October. A lot of people think New York City, you probably on a day off go to the Met. 
on a day off. Maybe you'll go to, I don't know, a big library and get a big book. But what I do on my days off, I keep up with my girls who have been with, I've been with them since I was a child and they have been with me as well. <laughs> They've raised you. It's like you moved main manager to New York, but you can't like leave your friends behind. That's yeah, not right. Yeah, that's what you don't do. The, it's the people. You, if, to get successful, your friends have to bring you up. And sometimes exactly. your friends are she by Sheree. Sometimes your <laughs> friends are, you know, uh, Kyle Richards. These are the friends that we're talking about. And yesterday when I was, I had a, I had a low point yesterday. I said, you know what? I could use a laugh right now. So what did I do? I looked for the millisecond clip of the, uh, Roni girls in Morocco where Luann is getting her nails done and she hears clonk, 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 clonk. And she goes, what is that, a water buffalo? On the cord, barging in. Uh, like a bat uh, out of hell. It's like talking as though like siblings and we all have the same like weird family, like home video that we know and watch, like that kind of just loose information we all have that we'll never forget. No, What's your favorite city? It's an, it's a boring answer, but it is New York. Not boring at all. I think that we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of like true trauma and desolation. Money has been lost. Mm -hmm. Lives have been ruined. Families Mm. have crumbled and we've seen it all. Legs (laughs) torn off. I love that. <laughs> Legs torn, torn off. Um, I had a thought the other day about New York and Beverly Hills and the juxtaposition. And I, I, I didn't come to a conclusion, but I'd like to pose it to you guys. Okay. So, and not to skip ahead, but as we're watching Beverly Hills this week, we're watching Erica be wasted, right? And I'm not laughing. Like, I'm just, like, not laughing about it. It's, I'm finding it depressing. I'm finding her, like, annoying. I'm just, like... I mean, I'm interested, yeah, you don't, but I'm you don't also speak like, over Asher singing. Yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> and I, again, I still don't know if that's her boyfriend or her son. Doesn't matter. But you don't speak over to singing. And, but then, and I was like, but do you remember when Luann fell in the bushes? I mean, like that, the, to see her wasted was like just the best moment of my life. And why is that? And she was going through something hard too, you know, she had... Yeah, why was it funny when she was like dragged to a police car, you know? Yes, funny, hilarious, laughing. And why am I not? Like, what do you think, the attitudes? Is it like, what what do you guys think? the, The women on New York are like, they drink like good old boys. Their skin is made of leather. They metabolize alcohol like it's water. And like, you just can't, like, I literally didn't know for the first, whatever, 18 years of my life that I shared with Luann that she was like a blackout, fall down, drunk every second of her life. I mean, how would I, how could I know such a thing? How could we know? You know, we only just saw it all the time. And she wears it well. (laughs) She, she does wear it well. And same like with even Sonia, you know, when she would be having her fun. I never went in for that notion that like Sonia drinks too much. I was always like, it's a perfect amount. Thank you. Um, <laughs> should we get into Ultimate Girls Trip XY's yes. Club? Please. You know, it came it came to a bittersweet close this week. And Bluestone Manor closed its disgusting doors. And Sarah, where are you with Ultimate Girls Trip? I think it's one of the greatest things television has given us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Simply put. You. 
<laughs> Simply, I think that they should win. It's kind of weird. I actually checked the Emmy nominations and none of them were on there. Well, you know what? It's It qualifies next year. Let's give it next... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, Believe me, you don't think I was there with you? <laughs> Scanning for Phaedra Parks. It's <laughs> the greatest show. I, now, a little birdie told me, a gal that's close to the Bravo world, that she swears <laughs> that Dorinda <laughs> got a great edit. Oh... But how could that be a good edit? Because she's that's what I'm there's saying. no bigger it's monster. Like so if that's upsetting. a good edit, what's on the cutting room floor, yeah. I ask you? That's, Table that's, flipping. That's what I'm just getting at. Murder. Just plain old <laughs> murder. <laughs> yeah, someone will murder someone. We were talking about that. Like that's where we that's where we're headed. Because Dorinda is in a place where like I've never seen someone have less self-realization. Like even Vicky, I find mm-hmm. moments of joy and like like, she's, by the end of Ultimate Girls Trip, I said to myself, Vicky's a good hang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's a horrible human. So, like, but Dorinda, I was like, no. Dorinda is in a place of crime of passion. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I, and now for the crime, is that her being put on pause? Is that where, like, what this is all springing from? It's like, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. And I think that something that scares me is that I know that she knows where Andy lives. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know so that. you think that we're keeping her on as not to wake the beast more than it's been <laughs> awoken? Yeah. Okay. Is that what we're I saying? I hear you. Loud and clear. Um, who else did you love on Ultimate Girls Trip, Sarah? Who kind of sparked your fancy? I'm going to say something that'll get me put on a no-fly list, but I oh, think wow. I think that Brandy was a breakout superstar. Wow. I I really am kind of with you, but I, I'll be honest, I didn't have the courage to say it. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm going to be brave enough to say something for, further. Okay. I actually think that she looks... Amazing. I can't go with you there. (laughs) Sarah, okay. 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 (laughs) Can't. Uh, can't. You know, gosh. Gosh. Um, Just so much fill. Now, her body, wow. When we were really getting into that, I was blown away. Blown Blown away. away. A lot of filler in that face, and it seemed displaced (laughs) at times. You know, like it was floating. floating. You know, like I didn't. Like a lava lamp. Um, but I agree with you. Like, I actually felt really bad for her when she, when um, Dorinda snapped at her. Like, I felt like she was trying to do the joke when people have their bad moments and then you just like do a joke and, and actually that's what moves us past it. And when Dorinda snapped at her about her dress, it was so insane. I, I was like, I don't even know if I can keep watching this. I did. Of course. You must carry on. Well, it's a shirt or a dress. Oh, it's a shirt. <laughs> Well, she shoots to kill in a way that's so mean and it's so quick. And I know we could say that Brandy does that too, but Brandy, I don't know. There's an innocence about her, the harm she does. Whereas uh, Dorinda, it's so quick. It's so off the top of her tongue. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have to reach for it. She's keeping it. She's keeping those in the barrel. You know what I mean? And she's ready to shoot them at any time. <laughs> where I feel like Brandy has to dig deeper for those. Is there any part of her that watches it all back? I know this is a dumb question, but just says like, huh. Like when I watch it all strung together, like I guess I do have a 
rage problem or Sarah, any thoughts there? Well, there she did post on Instagram something recently where she took a photograph in a bathroom where I believe you could see her bare ass in the mirror mm. reflected. So Does that was the reflecting know? she's been doing. So I think that even if she were to really take a hard look at herself, the the lack of self-awareness is evidence in a photo such as that. Where even if she tries to look at herself, her her ass is being sh- shown to her, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Do you think any of the gals there are in therapy? Just out of curiosity. Well, they all have their um, strange self-help gurus that they all hire. (laughs) Remember, Dorinda went to some sort of chiropractor, but for therapy. (laughs) He had like a shredder, like a big shredder, paper shredder next to him. Not the person you necessarily want to be seeing. And then Phaedra seems to be going. Well, she's the therapist. Yeah, she's the therapist or funeral director or lawyer. Just to you know, pick your <laughs> pick your flavor with Phaedra. She can do it all. I will say that at the end of the last episode, to have that bush bishop come out. At first, I was like, "What?" I thought you said have that bush come out. I was like, "Uh huh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> like, I'm sure. But yeah, have that bush bishop. I keep saying bishop, but have that bishop come out. It was exactly what we needed. And I didn't know I needed it until it happened. You know, I don't know if bishop is the right term. <laughs> Wasn't he a bishop? Uh, um, I think a, he was a Grammy Award winner. I know that. Right. Yeah, okay. well, but, I mean, I Yeah, like you're right. Please say it in entertainment Grammy, terms, Danielle. Yeah, sorry. Once in the terms Grammy, we are familiar with. You become a bishop. I thought That's that right. that was like in the in the gift bag. It was. I thought it was actually like quite beautiful. To, it was just so unexpected to see them coming around that kind of barn door or wherever they were <laughs> was. I liked it. I was just going to say, you said barn and it just brought to mind sort of an issue I had with, I know it's COVID. I know that to be true, that filming outside is safer for the cast and crew than it is to film indoors. I understand that. But if I had to look <laughs> at one more picnic table, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and at least get them enough benches. Like, why are they all squished onto one? I know, guys. I just can't apple pick or wine taste anymore. I can't pan for gems anymore. I I need, like... (gasps) You're absolutely right. It was so grim. Not a light to be found outside. It was just no. In the having to walk to a bathroom that is so far away, I just can't. Mm-hmm. So Dorinda peed in the bushes quickly because she was like, "They're all talking about me. I got to get back." <laughs> you think <laughs> smart? That's a smart housewife. Now, is Dorinda going to be on the OG? Do we know who's in the OG cast? You know how they're like splitting them up. Do we know who's in the OG cast yet? Has that been announced? That's like a liability, mm. like for her to. F- physically be present around other women. I, I I think we're gonna see her there. I think we are. I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm gonna say something that I know is unpopular and I feel like I'm the only one. But I think Jill Zarin is unwatchable. And here's where I step in and say that she is actually the third MVP of the show. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. <laughs> no Sarah, 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 speak your truth. Speak your truth. Um, 
hearing her putter around the house like my grandma making her bed. (laughs) And I'm just going, wow, wow. Her ugly shirt with the sweatpants on the car. Her shorts. (laughs) Her shorts. Guys, the banana just, bread. The, if I have to hear one more thing about her goddamn stupid banana bread, her dry. I ass love banana it. And bread. I want more. No, guys. and about her like camp trauma. It did feel like we were like she was like really healing with that canoe trip or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Her camp trauma, guys. Get over your camp trauma. Get the fuck over it. If you can't get over your camp trauma. Danielle, I do think you're not the place very you. wrong about this. I found her delightful and sweet, no, honestly. Easy. And she was so, like, she was trying to be something she wasn't. Uh-huh. She was, That's she was what you trying. Liked, Sarah. That's right. Be- <laughs> because if I would, could pay $28 million uh, to get the moment of uh, her being called out for filming her own husband's funeral. If I had to pay $28 million just to see that on television, I'd do it. I'd lay my body down. So her existence on the show is, it's like, it's museum worthy. It's like, (laughs) it's Hall of Famer. It's too much for me. Like the fact that her new boyfriend sent her an apple, like I I don't like to smell the desperation. You have to not, you know what I mean? Like Brandy, I know she needs the show, but she can't help but be herself. Where Jill needs the show so bad, needs it for her own self-esteem that she's trying to be something for the show. And she's trying to constantly pivot and she can't land anywhere. And she's so, like, I just can taste it on her and I can smell it on her. I can't. The stinkier the housewife is, the more I am drooling after them. You mean like the one with the stinky vagina that we heard of? Joanna Coppa, like, don't you remember that Brandy actually was sued because she's said your beloved Brandy put this into the universe, Sarah. (laughs) Has a lawsuit against her for saying that a woman's vagina stinks. Well, did it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was found to have, yes. Because what did we learn this season? We learned that superstar pop star, singer, songwriter, Brandy Glanville tells the fucking truth. She did hook up with Denise. Period. Period. (laughs) And I, period. And did you hear her new song, Sarah? It's one of the, there, you know, a lot of people say Beatles White Album. <laughs> a lot of people say Fleetwood Mac rumors, and I say Brandy Glanville, whatever that song was called. <laughs> it was called whatever that song is called. Yeah, oh. you're. I, I, Sarah, you know, I I really am sharing your views here. I mean, can we just talk about Vicky and Tamara and their kind yes. of existence in the Please. home? <laughs> God, what a little duo! You know that Vicky having her highs and lows, and Tamara just quickly giving her a Heimlich and a horse pill flying out, and we breezed past that. <laughs> See, that was like. Not even, we don't have time for that. And then Vicky crying and Tamara throwing two dirty pairs of sunglasses on the quilt and pick one. (laughs) And I just loved it all. And Vicky, I know to be a horrible person, but you're right. I enjoyed her on this. Enjoyed her. I'm like, she's a great hang. You get so much out of Vicky. You get episode one, her calling gargoyles, groggles. You get that. That's what she's giving for off the bat. For free. For free. Because remember, those two episodes come free. Like, you don't have to pay for Peacock for that shit. Period. Dot. 
And she's on death's door with COVID. (laughs) COVID for sure. And she whipped out groggles. And I'm going, if that's what she's doing when she's at God's pearly gates, then what she's capable of, we know what she's capable of, which is... Lying about cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I found her actually, like, for the fact that she'd been broken up with, like, quite breezy as well. Mm. It was like, (laughs) well, this this too is true. Like, she she gave us the line. This line, guys, the best line I've ever heard. When I am dead, I want it known that I died sad. (laughs) (laughs) I want everyone to know I died sad. I'm like, bring her back to OC. What are we waiting for? Like, OC is a franchise that should be like Florida broken off and just let go into the ocean. Like, bring her back. I don't think Tamara is going to do it, guys. We need Vicky and Tamara. I don't think one without the other is going to do it. I'm just going to put that out there. Why would they bring back Tamara without bringing back Vicky? Is Vicky a liability? Because she, Oh, maybe because she won't get vaccinated. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> is, it like, is it like if Michael Jordan were to retire and then they're like, can't just like bring him back mid-season on a whim? Like, it was such a huge kind of thing totally. that... I don't know. But think of how many times Tom Brady has retired. He's retired like seven times and he keeps coming back. Oh my gosh. Okay, ultimate girls trip. I mean, anything else, Sarah, that you wanted to touch on before we move on? Well, I was going to say you brought up Dorinda peeing. And my question, I just want us to think about the outfit really quick. So she did for sure pee in nature. We know this to be true. Yeah. And afterwards, she was confronted by Eva several times. Did you use hand sanitizer? Did you use hand sanitizer? (laughs) To that, she did not respond, nor did she hear the question. But if you look at the shirt, there are cutouts, right, on the side of the shirt. And she's wearing a high-waisted sequin pant. (laughs) And cutouts on the side of the shirt would lead me to believe it is a bodysuit, which means that Dorinda (laughs) hiked down her sequin bell bottoms (laughs) in the tall grass and then pulled the the sequin bodysuit. Did the old pull aside? (laughs) But at that point, she was so wasted that her aim must have been, for lack of a better term, piss poor. Yeah, And another thing I was thinking is that if she got PP on the sequin pants, you would not be able to see. No, they were black. And I'm going to add another wrinkle. And that is when you pull aside, when you pull that thing asunder, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get some vag on your hands. You're going to get some (laughs) some tufts. (laughs) Because, you know, like, Uh so... So she's like, not only is there pee on her hands, yeah, you're there's a like a giant, you're going to get a handful of muff. <laughs> and then to just proceed to just like basically grab bread from the bread basket as Eva, <laughs> you're right, repeatedly saying into the night air, did you use hand sanitizer? Did you use hand sanitizer? Thank you for like bringing that moment, breaking it down a bit. We needed to slow it down. Yeah, you, I mean, you really caught view of like, that was a body. Like you picked up the. It's details like when you're doing Google Earth and you just keep getting in and until you see like a mm-hmm. weird person with a blurry face. Like you got in there. Thank you. I saw her hobbling back to that <laughs> barn door table, and I said, "Something's not right here." <laughs> Something ain't right. Something's oh. amiss. God, yeah. I'm appreciating your eye. I really yeah, am. Like you're, you're wow. seeing things. I wrote down little notes. Please read every single one. Any of them, please. Every single one. 
And all I wanted to bring up, this is not this episode, but just another Jill MVP moment when they cut away to Jill's mom from like season like 0.0 whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, (laughs) I can't hear I'm not happy. I'm not happy. (laughs) Wait, what did she say? So I don't know if you remember, they're doing their photo shoot for, it was like Jill, her sister, and her mom for the book. book. For the book. And they're taking pictures and they're all smiling stoically. And through her gritted teeth, uh, Jill Zarin's mom, while smiling for the photo, is going, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I think that Jill is worth keeping. Because she doesn't just bring Jill to the table. She doesn't Mm. just bring her own desperation and her bad personality. She's bringing (laughs) the whole thing. She's bringing a Zarin fabric. She's bringing us Jill and Allie. This is Jill and Allie. (laughs) I'm Jewish from Long Island, so she is like my trigger. Well, I'm Jewish. She's really triggering you, Danielle. But she triggers me, like, in the opposite way. Because I'm like, oh, what are people saying about us? Like, I'm like, not. You're getting out in front of it, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like, "Uh, we are not. She's not. uh, I'm not like that. I'm not happy. (laughs) I'm not happy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, please continue. Oh, for my note. Oh, Brandy drinking Diet Coke in the morning is insane. (laughs) (laughs) Why was she still in her dress? Did she think that was like fun and cute? Honey, the longer I get to see those legs, I'm happy. Oh my god. Oh, oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's just a I'm sad it's over and I can't believe there's not a reunion. Like the fact and Brandy called yeah. for it. She's like, half the women are fighting right now, Andy. We need a reunion. I think there's no reunion because no one could bear to go back to the house. <laughs> I can't bear I to go back to it. I'll that. tell you that. I can't. I can never go back there again. I, I really I can can't. Never. I was getting claustrophobic, even though I loved it and I never wanted it to end. It was like, I want to stay in claustrophobia and like stay in the solitary confinement, but it was a lot there. (laughs) I think if they were to do the Bravo style reunion where they build the simulacra of the Dorinda's house on a soundstage, it would cause people to like fully have PTSD and pass pass away. (laughs) Although as you said it, I was like, it would be so funny to see a distorted version because it's so distorted already. Like what are we, it looks like like the Beetlejuice artwork that Catherine O'Hara did or something is what I can only imagine. Wow. And I think they almost need to, like, go back to the clubhouse or something like they used to do with, like, the old Southern Charm reunions, like, back to the— ba- because Oh, right. Like, we'll just throw them in here. Yeah, just throw them in there because I do think it's triggering. But maybe we want them triggered? So everybody's— oh, maybe we want them triggered. Hmm. At their height? <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a little break and come back with uh, Beverly Hills? Unless, Sarah, you have anything else you want to share? No, I, those are my big notes. <sighs> those were great additions. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're back with Sarah Sherman. Uh, Sarah, where are you with Beverly Hills? Give us a global kind of situate us, if you will. 
Um, when we hopped on the Zoom, I told you guys that I have things that I could say about some of the women on the show that would get me sent to prison for minimum five to seven years. <laughs> okay. Wow. I okay. think that wow. we're dealing with a lot of sociopathic, diabolical criminals of the <laughs> highest order. <laughs> Multiple? Multiple. 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 I believe that the criminals we are dealing with on Beverly Hills are Alcatraz level. No. (laughs) (laughs) They closed that prison for being too... And you're saying that they need to open it again and put the... Open it again and throw away the lock and the key on what? Like P.K. Kelmsley? (laughs) I'm saying abolish prison, but the Umanskis are going to reopen Alcatraz. <laughs> and I love them, but that's what makes amazing TV. Of course. Of course. Now, you're starting, so when you're saying sociopaths, you're starting with the Umanskis. <laughs> Number one. Diana Jenkins' affiliations <laughs> to Jeffrey Epstein are, they don't, it's just incredible. It's, it, you know, they, they couldn't televise the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. So they said, let's get Diana Jenkins. <laughs> let's put her up there. <laughs> it is true. You like throw a rock in the Beverly Hills housewives and you're going to unco- uncover like a, a, a criminal. <laughs> yeah. wow. 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 Okay. Okay. Wow. And and dare I ask about Erica Jane, Dorit, do you want to go ahead? Teddy. Teddy, I'd throw. I, Teddy, <laughs> I know she's not on the show, but I still want to lock her up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Again, we're abolishing prison, but Teddy's going in. She's <laughs> going in. She's going in. She's a te- she's a teal swan type, as we know. And then Erica knew everything. Everything. Wow. Every single thing is she knew. No, Sarah. Ab- <laughs> everything. You don't think you sit in your enormous palace of Versailles and you look to your left and you look to your right and you wonder how it all got there. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how this L- dirty LL Bean bag got here. You know, it's like <laughs> these are the questions we ask. Wow. Okay, but you don't think that there's just a little chance that it was like Tom has all this. He's a you know this this. Okay, you're shaking your head. I uh, and by the way, got here's the thing. Horrible atrocities have been committed. But mm. yet, God bless, because we're getting amazing television. We're getting, we're getting it. We're getting yeah. it. We're getting we're it. Getting we're getting it. it. Wow. Okay. She mm-hmm. knew everything. Every single, every single thing. There's wow. no way. Did you watch the footage of her, of Erica Jane being served, like getting off the plane from Hawaii and being served a $50 million lawsuit? Wait, there is footage of it? Yeah. Of course there is. And what is her face doing when she receives the the lawsuit? Well, she's just walking forward. Behind a mask. But I still see her face, you know, sort of. Yeah, she's masked because she's coming out of the airport. But so, I mean, like we're even getting that. Even when they're not on camera, we're getting... These moments, you know, when like just getting off a plane. I mean, I always feel like the Bravo cameras should be at every airport waiting for a housewife to get off the plane. Yeah, in case- just in baggage claim. $50 million. I mean, $50 that's million. Tough. Dollars. 50 mil, but you're saying that's really nothing based on what you're she knew. That's just- 
that and she she's she's going yeah the 50 million dollars you're suing me for i know about that because i did it you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I was wondering when you were going to come for that 50. <laughs> yeah. And I I think she should be flattered that I think she's a criminal mastermind because that is a high compliment. She was able yeah. to pull out, her and her husband were like, pulled off a big heist. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually think there's a big reframing going on here, which is like, yeah, she she did it, but she should, it's also pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. isn't yeah. Okay. What are you making of Dorit in all this? Go ahead. I, I'm sitting back. Bracing for impact, everybody. Sarah has leaned back and is just looking up, just sort of thinking. Okay. She's almost stretching as if mm-hmm. like, I got to stretch before I say this. Yeah. I got to warm up for this. I don't know if the microphone is picking up my knuckles cracking and me cracking my neck and kind of stretching my legs out. And you guys don't think. It's a little peculiar that PK was not present on the night of the burglary. (laughs) Have I thought it? Have I thought it? Sure. Sure. I mean, is there there a scenario? And now at this point, Mm -hmm. I'm playing... We're playing Second Life. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing pure fantasy. Pure fantasy football here. Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan. We're playing. This is alleged. This is all. This is me creating a, a, a fantasy world in which PK staged a robbery of his own house without his wife knowing about it to get the million dollar insurance claim. But he's going to traumatize his wife like that? He's not going to let her in on it? Maybe he doesn't think... She, I mean, Look, like, that's we where saw I'm... this week him lie about the DUI. That's <laughs> true. That I've never seen people try to split hairs over a DUI. Like, she was like, and then you blew a point one less a couple yeah, of minutes like later. A, I was like, just stop trying to, like, distinguish. This was so gross because they had they had written this scene beforehand. I've never seen such a written scene yeah, yeah. in my it life. Wasn't like, good. I was like, there is a screenwriter on the side being like, you blew that line. Can we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> and this time, like, get the points. Like, it was get so it right. written because they knew. And you blew a one point. Oh, remember, point five, point nine. Like, this was, like, they learned it phonetically. They didn't even know what they were saying. They were just, like, going through it. Danielle, I'm going to have to go back to Sarah's theory. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, huh. You know, I, I, have we all thought it, you know? And did <laughs> you think, think it right of off things. the bat? And what was going through your mind when you saw the footage? So you're agreeing in your scenario and world that Dorit did not know of this, which I believe. I think that not sure. the crying is too good. I am buying the crying. So you think Dorit did not know, but you think PK? I think that is like I boy George is not getting another hit. <laughs> he got to find some money. The somewhere. life he led before Dorit, he had he had the huge bankruptcy right before he got together with Dorit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we hear. And We're on the street. You know what? You know what they say, you can never really know anyone. And I think that <laughs> yeah, they do say that. <laughs> they do say that. And <laughs> they do. <laughs> I think who this man owes a lot of people a whole lot of money. 
You're right. <laughs> it's almost like he did it for her. You're saying that every member of Real Housewives is a criminal mastermind. Is what I yeah. But I it's almost like the way you're framing it, he did it for his family. And that we should live get it as a gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's actually quite, quite beautiful in a way because if this were the case, because he's like, oh, this is so dark. But he's like, okay, obviously don't go to the kids' rooms and like leave her phone by the gate <laughs> to the guys. <laughs> Because we've got some really so great pictures dark. of the kids on that phone. So leave it at the gate. Why would they have her leave a phone by the gate? I think they didn't want him to track them on that phone. But like, why by did my she iPhone. ask for her phone back? Okay, I'm not going to get into <laughs> what she did wrong because, you know, as the victim. But, okay. You know, look, you're not alone with this theory, Sarah. We've heard it. You're not alone. I've never heard this version. I mean, there's been a few versions of theories, but this is the spinning it. Turning it and as a compliment is this is the first time I'm hearing this. Well, I I I sort of let us there, and I'm 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 not trying to take credit. I'm taking credit for it because it's so dark. I don't want to pin that on you, Sarah. But no, or thank were you. you also framing it like a compliment? I'm trying to say that I am willing to throw it all away to be a private investigator and. <laughs> like the woman in the teal swan, um, who I believe yes. is a hero and great. I get you, who hired the woman in the Teal Swan one. Do we know? Teal Swan did. Teal Swan yes. hired her? Yes. That to was find like, out if she herself was a cult? Yes. <laughs> and no, and then she was like, no, you are a cult. And Teal was like, I won't be hearing this anymore. She's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this woman. I guess not. Now, wow, Sarah. Okay. We have Kathy back. Okay. We have Kathy. Where are you with Kathy? I think that Kathy is one of our greatest living comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easily. And pranksters and tricksters. Yeah. She's I mean, those those girls, those Hilton girls or whatever, uh hiding Richard's purses, girls loves to hide hiding us. phones. But Kathy when seeing Sheree. Oh, oh, God. Oh guys. Oh, God. It was so oh. I know we watched the show to see the filth, to feel the cringe, to feel our stomachs drop out through our assholes. But it sometimes is too hot cringe. And that yeah. was one of yeah. those moments. It yeah. absolutely was one of those moments. Uh, also, Kathy, having to sit through Erica Jane saying to her, I didn't go to Paris's oh. wedding. I didn't want to bring shame upon your house. I was like, what is happening? And you know, it was like one cocktail party. Like she wasn't invited to the wedding. Like she said it when she like gets so wasted. She talks British. Well, she was like, I didn't want to bring that scarlet letter and that shame. <laughs> It was like on your house, on the house of Hilton. And her hair with those like very stiff pieces and the braid down the side and the purple and the very kind of stiff, thick pieces on the side. It's all just, it's honestly a tragic, you know, in a way. It's, it's, she seems to be spending money though. Like it doesn't seem to be stopping her. She's still got Mikey. She's still got her pieces. How is this happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I just said that British, by the way, for a second. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> because to get your hair and makeup done, what is that? That's like $400 a night. At oh, least. Way more. Yeah, she's, 
That's if you're calling Glam Squad, you know? A thousand, fifteen hundred every time. And we're not seeing repeats of outfits. These are new outfits. And she's using those crispy, crispy bangs to sell her hair extensions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough <laughs> When she was like, who better to sell it? Who better? She's like, I've got, I'm the one that's, I've worn it. I, I've had it in my head. <laughs> it was just like, okay, okay. Gross. Yeah, Gross. okay, you're the foremost authority. And then Lisa Rinna, I didn't know Lisa's like to be a rosé person. Like, is that something Neither that we all thought I. would be like a natural product? To get a Rinna rosé? I mean, lips, I get it. We got the lipstick. I hate Lisa Rinna. And I'm going to stick my flag in the ground and say, long live Lisa. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> if, I, okay. if I just hear her go like, ah, blah, 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 once an episode, I'm good. I'm good. Did you guys hear? Wow. Did you guys see her in the scenes from next week? And I know we're jumping ahead, but when she's like, "Yo, shut the fuck up!" Like when she's screaming at them at the end, I was like, "Oh, we're getting somewhere." But I thought she posted something on Instagram the other day about how she didn't feel that Bravo gave Lois like a proper send off. And I'm sorry, I think Bravo gave Lois a great send off. Like, like, and I. We loved Lois. She was great. Like, a lovely mother figure on the houses. But, like, what do you want more? My mom died when she was 54. Like, Lois is 100. (laughs) With absolute love and respect to Lois, like, I I did feel we gave this gorgeous woman a nice send-off. I did. And the fact that Lois, she's like insulted. That's Rinna to need more after, like, we dedicated the episode. Like, I feel like we spent a lot of great time with the birds and uh, Lois. and, And I... I respect that and I love that. I don't mean to bring my own story into it, but there's just something about Rena that's so, ugh. But Sarah, you want to speak to that? You don't feel that way? Again, the more grotesque, the more disgusting, (laughs) the more body horror you bring to the show, I'm going to be slurping that up like like it's dinner. (laughs) When she should have... I have other questions. Like, why why are you slurping your dinner? (laughs) Slurping my dinner because I've been on the... (laughs) I've dabbled in smoothies recently. (laughs) And when she showed up to Sutton's luncheon uh, wearing hair blown back at the speed of light. (laughs) (laughs) She can't get that hair right. And I love her. God knows. But like anytime she try and does that hair... It's always a mess. It's always a tragedy. Always so off the mark. (laughs) So off the mark. And the fact that her and Erica Jane are like, my girls, they have it on the ball. Like, she's always talking about Amelia and the other one. And I'm sorry, Amelia got Erica through this? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're talking to a 20-year-old about your... Like, what are you talking about? I don't think Lisa and Erica have exchanged like one genuine moment between friends. Not mm-hmm. one. Not mm-hmm. a like, without a camera there, that's not just like, I'm really scared or or whatever it is, or I, I knew about all of this, <laughs> as you would think they would say, <laughs> And I would have gotten away with it too. And I counseled PK <laughs> on his big thing. Um, but I just... The idea that Lisa Rinna is someone's like confidant and kind of the the one that's there for you in the trenches is just so absurd to me. Well, 
I, I really raise an eyebrow at, uh, you know, all of Erica's defenders. Did you see what came out like today, basically, that like possibly um, Mauricio is possibly on some paperwork tied to some Girardi key situation? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, you are in the trenches. Mauricio's in the mix. Mauricio, there was, I, I, and again, I, I'm only a private investigator. I'm not a, a legal expert, <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. understand a word of this article I read. Yeah, but there was like some embezzlement of settlement money that was like they. Girardi tried to purchase property through the agency with fraudulent documents, claiming to be maybe the widow of a victim or something. So it's like, who knows about the like Mauricio's awareness about like any of this or like if anything I read today was true or if it was like a deranged person online writing like a manifesto and I'm Reading it as straight fan truth. fiction, yeah, <laughs> it's slash fiction. Girardi keys fan fiction. <laughs> Girardi and keys make out. <laughs> They're like, yeah, hot. All all the Twilight fan fiction has has pivoted to Girardi keys fan fiction. <laughs> wow, I mean, you are making me harken back to when everyone's like, oh yeah, everybody knew this about Tom. Like, this has been in the city or the town or whatever, and people knew it. Like, yeah, wouldn't you have heard those rumors about your husband or maybe no? Well, and also, here's another thing I'm going to say. We've been wondering, like, why is Kyle such an advocate of Erica's behavior? Like, it's so odd. <laughs> where It's like, why can't she just let down her hair? It's like, because this is not, this is, we don't need this right now. Like, this isn't letting down your hair, A. And B, like, she was cruel to a child. That's not letting down your hair. Like, there's so many, re- like, why, what? And then even again, where she was, like, defending her, like, guys, can't we just give a break? Like, what is that about? Right. And it's a contrived right. argument to defend someone's bad behavior by saying they're letting their hair down for the first time in five years is like an argument she's been repeating over episodes because she's like, okay, this is like a narrative that I'm sticking to for the story. But it's so like, you wouldn't do say that, basically, you know what I mean, about your friend. So, you know, the whole like agency embezzlement of it all makes me think, okay, Kyle has an interest in defending Erica, but what's Rinna's interest in defending Erica? You know we're going to find some Harry Hamlin names on that on that paperwork or some <laughs> Rinna names like... Delilah Blue Gray. Uh, <laughs> they've all signed it. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I, we got to get into all the gals, actually. You want to just take us through your Garcelle Sutton and Crystal thoughts? Sutton can have everything her little heart and little legs desire. (laughs) I want to see those little legs in a Brandy Glanville dress. I want it. She can have it. And everyone's mean to her because she's doing the damn job. She's going, something right here. And then everybody yells at her. Meanwhile, she's making the television show happen. I'm making it go round. (laughs) On her little cute date with um, that gentleman. Oh, I forget it. Yes, I think he's a good match for her. They both like music. <laughs> he has amazing taste. 
he was like, I was going to go see the Go-Go's. And I was like, go ahead, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> he hit us with the Go-Go's. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I've decided that Sutton doesn't have one real friend in the world. Oh, for sure. Like, Garcelle is her friend on camera. And I think... I think they might be actual friends. But I feel like only through the show. Like, she doesn't have one old friend. There's no one she's calling from, like, college or her 20s. Like, there's no one there. We're like, Garcelle has tons of friends. You know what I mean? Like, Garcelle on, off camera. Garcelle has friends. Garcelle has a life. Yeah, you're not going to see Sutton bring in, like, a friend of... No, because that doesn't... And, like, when... (laughs) Doesn't have him to bring. she She was calling... She was taking out the phone book, like not even people on her phone in a old no, phone like an book. old southern like damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, oof. I did enjoy her a little more today this week in that little blue sweater, kind of on her date. I thought I found and that like in a combat boot. Was that a combat boot we were seeing? I don't know what she was wearing under there. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and Diana, I know. Can we speak to Asher singing? I actually, <laughs> I actually <laughs> refused yeah. to speak. Yeah. Okay. Some questions are just invasive, honestly. At a certain point, wrong. You can't answer every question. To ask. It does beg the question, did Asher have a long seven-year con where he said, I need to sing on national television, so I'm going to find the richest woman on the planet, hope that she gets on a reality show, and then I'm going to whip out my big number. And I hope it comes over Christmas. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's all. I mean, talk about diabolical. To see that hair down. When he started, I would go, oh, I, I made an audible just gasp. Then it took us on such a ride. It's like, then he's good. Good. But I, you're kind of like surprised at least it wasn't what I kind of thought. Yes. And then when he goes for that high note, which like it did feel like seven years in the making, that high note. And Erica <laughs> yeah. Jane's like, oh! <laughs> Erica screamed over the high note of that song, which is why people sing it. Like they want people to like jizz on that note. And Erica just screaming. Well, we got to hear Erica's actual non-auto tune voice. <laughs> oh, this was my little note that I wrote when she sang. See, okay, as a Jew from Long Island, do I know every word to the song? No. But she, <laughs> what is this part of the song? Because she sang mm-hmm. it in a very curious way. She went like, <laughs> when Christ was born. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know what part of the song that was or recall the <laughs> It's a part. That is a part. Yeah. That's a real lyric. <laughs> the way she was feeling herself when she went into her head voice and went full falsetto. Oh, oh yeah, it was, was tough. It <laughs> <laughs> was so strange, that scene. That scene really, like, from the piano player, like feeling yeah. himself to the whole thing was just so beautiful. And Diana with that great, like, smile on her face. Yeah. And just wearing she's basically spooky. like a... She's spooky. She, well, just that dress even she was wearing that it was like, um, it was almost like, you know, when in, in drinks, when you get a Shirley Temple, you get like an umbrella that like, you can open the <laughs> umbrella up. 
And that's what her dress looks like. Like, it sort of, like, opens, like, and then closes. She was like a, what is it, no face from Princess Mononoke? Like, this long, flowing black cloak and her lizard lips. The the licking. The licking. What is that licking? I'm sure there's, like, a YouTube video with 12 views that does a frame-by-frame analysis of her licking, and it they use it as evidence to prove that she's, like, a lizard person or something. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like a full crackpot conspiracy theorist. You are. I mean, you have a theory on everyone, and I, I love it. I believe it. all of them. I be- Can I tell you I believe yes. all of them? I am now full I believe women, and this them. is... Yes, I'm in with you. Okay, lastly. Now, Garcelle has an interesting thing where sometimes I feel like she's got like the emphasis on the wrong syllable kind of like thing with her where it's like, she, it's like, I don't know, is Erica an alcoholic or is Erica? I'm not saying letting her hair down. I'm just like, it's clearly just like in a mess, you know? I don't know. I'm like, to take on that, like her alcoholism, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I'm also going to say that as a person that is on medication... I drink all the time. I drink all the time. <laughs> no, I don't drink all the time, but like I do. I had my I had like three margaritas the other night and would like had a great buzz, but like I'm on Are you not medication. supposed to? Like I mean, I know what was what we were seeing wasn't great, so I I get that. But that's not the medication's fault. I think she's over drinking in order to like be, be like use like a bombastic outrageous behavior to hide the fact that she knew it and she did it and she's about to write the book <laughs> and find it. <laughs> bring us back here. Oh my God, this all roads sort of lead back. <laughs> this, this is an alcoholism. It's part of the big point. And so do you actually think it's a great move in her kind of series of moves? Well, I, along she the way? doesn't get to like perform anymore. So she misses being like a loud, she loved that. That was the part of her life that she loved the most was being like a loud pop star drag queen kind of thing. And now she can't do that anymore. So she gets wasted and goes like, yes, queen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, it's a threesome, bitch. You know, she wishes she was back at the club. It's a really good imitation. Really good imitation. <laughs> Can I ask that on SNL next year you do Erica Jane? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that's a beautiful impression. I would like to see that. You're so You're right. so right. Like, why isn't she, <laughs> you are, why isn't she performing? I mean, I know Tom bankrolled everything, but isn't there like a little Because she's not talented. <laughs> But but that has never like ever been a stop. That's never stood in her way. Yeah, I understand is that. Is it like this think... whole time she's kind of like her light is dimmed in terms of her love for me? I think her productions cost at minimum for maybe a fifteen minute appearance at a nightclub at four a.m. I believe that production cost her somewhere around seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> because she needs the lights, the confetti, the backup dancers, uh, the full yes. body head to toe spanks on every single finger. Like she had a full production to cover the fact that it was when Christ was born singing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what we also saw when we saw her performance, there's no, there's no zhuzh there. There's no personality. She's dead. Oh, yeah, she's dead. In the wooden, eyes. Wooden. So like, look, Luann, can she sing? Not a note. But I gotta say, there's there's personality for days. And so and she just year? needs like an award-winning pianist yeah. <laughs> who's used to accompanying Patty Lapone, and that's it. She um, has it. Luann has it. You either have it has. 
Or you, and I think <laughs> I would like to play a game with you guys. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. We're going to name all the people on, on Housewives. <laughs> and you have to say whether or not they have it. Wow. Okay. Never wow. been more honored. It's a great game. Okay. Okay, okay. name some. Garcelle. Got it. This is interesting. Mm. This is interesting. Okay. I love Garcelle. I don't think she has it. Does she have as much it as some others? No, but I think she has it and I think she's utterly watchable. That's Definitely watchable. I thought we were like having the standard of like, okay, Mr. let's Williams. have a it, it. Like, okay, well, no, she's not. Okay, no, no, okay. no. Okay, she doesn't have it, it. She's watchable. I'm and are you watchable. answering as well, Sarah? I'm going to say she has it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Taylor Armstrong. Nope. I think she has nope. it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. You are wrong. No. She's okay. not even watchable. No. Okay. Something about okay. it. She's yeah, got okay. je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that little, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to say that yes? Long that long hair. That stringy hair, those crazy lips, those fake lips. Always <laughs> a step behind and running wildly in the wrong direction. Yeah, maybe you're right, you know. <laughs> Making out with okay. Brandy. It was so upsetting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go on. Carlton. No. Carlton, no. No. I know what you're going to say. No brainer. You're going to say she had it? (laughs) (laughs) Carlton Gabbidia or Gabbia or whatever her fucking name was. Wow, that's a deep cut. Just had it. Okay. I'm going to put out a name. Ready? Okay. I'm going to put out a name. Eva. Oh, has it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. Go ahead, Sarah. I guess. Her problem, she has a problem that a lot of people on the show have, which is she's too cool for the show. Mm. Mm. A lot yeah. of people have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to put out another name for you guys. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Dorinda. Fuck. She has she it. She has it. <laughs> Yeah, she has. <laughs> yeah, she has. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm going through Atlanta and I'm like, oh, sure. like they, they have it. They all have it. That's Sheree what's crazy. Has it. Yeah. Drew like, has Kenya it. Kenya has it. Kenya has Phaedra it. Phaedra has it. Phaedra has it. I'm going to say Candy for me doesn't have it. She yeah, has Candy the doesn't. problem of being a little too cool for the show. Yes. And too talented. She's mm-hmm. a talent and she's a businesswoman. Like mm-hmm. when in this last episode of Atlanta, when the women were trying to again go gem, um, what was it? <laughs> Panning for gems. As a person who has done that as a child, like they're not real gems. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> the amount of times they said we have to go panning for gems. And, it's and so mining. everyone's in the driveway. It's gem mining. Gem mining, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. So everyone's, now we've been an hour and a half in the driveway. Everyone wants to gem mining and we haven't. And Candy, here's where my mind went is like Candy's money and time is worth so much. Like I don't want Candy in this driveway in a puffer. Like I want Candy working or, you know, and that's where I think, you know, like I'm focused on Candy's like time money. You know where I want Candy right now? Mm. And she should get a big cut of the business. But Candy said the most amazing thing this week, and we all knew it to be true because it struck me like electricity through my brain and my body. When she said to Sheree, you have the most brand net recognition for a product that has never been released. (laughs) 
I was like, she's like, you need to have it out now. I was like, holy fuck, but that Char- is correct. Okay, Sheree's response to that killed me because she was like, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> No, no, you should be weeping. Like, you're not making a dollar. Like, this is devastating. She was like, yes, I do. As someone who I dabbled in Atlanta for a little bit, life got away from me. I sort of lost, I lost the path. I'm finding the light again. I think that you all have enough grace and patience for me to find it again. (laughs) We do. I know precisely what she by Sheree is as someone who doesn't watch the show. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. All she right. Why? Why isn't Candy helping run this company? Like Candy, just hire her the right person. Get Don Juan on it. Like well, Candy was trying. People, Candy's trying. People are trying. Like she, she has people that are actively trying, and she's like, it's the wildest thing. I, I know yeah. that we're heading to this fashion show, right? Yeah. It feels like we're, we're heading to find this out if the jogger the line has come. That's what we're <laughs> hurtling towards. That that's the but, season. The fact that we're not on a website being like coming in, you know, fall, like we, because I have a feeling that when we get this fashion line, we're not going to have a place to go. We're not going to have, and like she needs everybody to be able to buy it. I will buy it I think she's going to land the plane. I do. It's an entire season storyline as will this fashion (laughs) show. She's going to land it for the fashion show. And that's the one model of that suit. Okay. That there is not a second. There is not a double. That is it. We are just getting those fashions and that will be it. I would argue she by Sheree is a lifestyle. I don't need to buy it. <laughs> oh, it's a state of mind and a lifestyle. A wow, Sarah, wow. I- I'm going to ask you one more person then we're going to let you go <laughs> if they have it. And that's Kyle. I just wanted to take a moment I know. to really okay. think about that. Yeah. I'll tell you what I feel. You ready? I think she doesn't have it. I think Kim has it. Yes! Ah! Agree! And wow! I think, and that's what it's always been. And that is the rub, you guys. That is the crux. And Kathy has it. Fucking yeah. everything. That is it, guys. That wow. is the fight over the house. Oh. That is the fight over the, the show. That is everything. Because Kim's got it and Kyle doesn't. Because you see them together and you go, they love each other. They're best friends. They know each other inside and out, all three of them. And then you go, but why aren't they answering each other's phone calls? Why do they have each other's numbers blocked? It's because some people have it and some people don't. (laughs) Some people don't. (laughs) Uh, At the end of the day, it's as simple as that. Wow, Sarah. Some people have it and some people don't. You well, Sarah, so much for me today. I'm like... I, I see every person I thought one way or the other. I'm like, Erica needs to fucking go to the slammer for life. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, I have another question. Can I ask you one more? <laughs> I'm going to ask you two different people. Erica and Dorit, do they have it? Unfortunately, the both of them have it. Yeah. Because what they bring to the table is generations of... Crime. <laughs> <laughs> and just body I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with <laughs> it's like the epigenetics that they're bringing. I'm going to say Erica doesn't have it and Dorit does. The only thing Erica has is that crime. And if that hadn't been exposed, we don't have anything, guys. There's no there there. Wow, guys. But Dorit's got it. But in, in a mo- <laughs> Got it. In a moment of panic, when... Erica is asked, did you black out last night? In a moment of panic, she responds and says, 
I hit my head. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even say it. I hit my head and threw up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I changed my mind. She's got it. In any moment of panic, she will say, my son flips the car over eight times. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> She's got it. So sometimes it's if if the if the it is obscured, just know that the clouds will part and it will reveal itself to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Sarah Sherman! Obviously, yeah. you have it, and you have it. And I am dying. I really, you got me all turned around in the right way, in the best way. You're so funny and so oh, smart about these so criminal lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. Wow. Sarah, can I plug your show in yes. Edinburgh? Please. we do have European fans. What well, can you tell us? All summer, tell us about this. Well, I'm going to Edinburgh. Couldn't tell you the dates off the top of my head if I tried. Couldn't tell you. Throughout August. You'll be there for the Edinburgh Festival, then from August 22nd at the Soho Theater in London. And then you're back to LA, September 14th at Sebulon, and then San Francisco's Verde Club, 9-15. Did you see wow. my face of surprise every time you said one of those dates? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I hope I'm there. I'm like, aren't you on SNL in September? But I guess you're going to be at those places. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess they're going to have to wait. Um, please come please if you have European listeners guys let me tell you those ticket sales are looking bad they're looking no and now this is your live show Hell Trap Nightmare is that right? it's I've I've actually kind of gone on a little bit of a solo journey Hell Trap yeah Hell Trap Nightmare was the show that I was touring with forever with all my friends and then I said you know what what if it was just Sarah I want just Sarah is it called just Sarah Sarah. (laughs) and it's called Sarah Squirm Live in the Flesh Love it. I love it. I, I love, love it. I love you. You're, you're a delight. So and your your insights have not gone on notice here. And and <laughs> seriously, like I I've changed. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, wow. Sarah. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Casey. 